Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Can we start the show? Yeah. With Paulie Malinaji, Peter Cards, Broken to the World. And, yo, dude, I mean, I, how am I going to start the show like this, bro? Uh, that was good. Where's that fan we used to have in this room? Where's nah, that fan? No fans. Where's yeah. that fan, Seth? I'm t- I can't do this. I you can't can do, do it. I can't. Pete's making a podcast I smell again. I can't do this, dude. I can't do this, bro. We just started, bro. I got I got at least an hour with you, bro. Uh, Pete's celebrating. Open the door, uh, somebody. I feel like I'm hotboxing here. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this is hotboxed. This is legit hotboxed right now. I Pete's had a hot dog. dog. What the hell? That's not just a hot dog. Bro. That's not just <laughs> a hot dog. What did you have for lunch? That was it. Oh. 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 Oh, that's, that's nice. What is that? <laughs> you should be used to his smells by now. Oh my god, it's not going away. It's not. Are that's, you keep going? Are you still no, going? No, 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 no. That's, that's one. That's just yeah. That's one. That's that's how we roll. <laughs> that's, no. No, oh my god, I gotta a, get out of here. That's a lingerer. <laughs> it's a real lingerer. All right, so Paulie's off the show. <laughs> All right, so listen, it's he's actually going to Brooklyn to do the <laughs> Brooklyn to the world. Brooklyn to the world. We are here, live in the flesh. Paulie's outside the studio, complaining, trying to get fresh air. Um, breathe, man, breathe. I don't remember. There's a lot going on this week. What episode? What, was that? what happened this week? This week? Oh, nothing. Uh. We're just gonna make guys, America great again. You guys seem really giddy for some reason. What spray? Oh, I think it just hit me now. <laughs> I think it just got to me. It just got to get to now. <laughs> that's how long it took to get the set. That's how long. Uh, <laughs> what episode is? What episode is? Se- se- seventy something. Seventy yeah, something. Right, seventy something. Seventy something. Something something. Is it? Yeah, seventy nine. No. Sure. Seventy six. Uh, seventy. No, it's not seventy six. My thing's frozen. <laughs> I can't think. Thing's it. frozen. Yeah, my penis. Is frozen. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk like that. Uh, we're looking at seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah. Cool. All right. Seventy seven point zero. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God, are you still going? Aren't no, you? No, I'm not. <sighs> Some just. If you're gonna fart on a podcast, at least fart into the mic or something so people can appreciate it. No, that one wasn't even loud. SBD. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're on your own. You guys I'm, I'm, a, I'm a solo show now. I got everybody out. It's the one man wrecking crew, and I am that Peter Cards, the one man wrecking crew. The one man gang. We uh, I caused the. I caused a little bit of a rift here. Just watch that. There you go. Spray it up. Spray it up. Attaboy. Sorry. Sorry in advance. Sorry, I'm not sorry. It's minty fresh. I don't want it. I don't want to cover it up. I need to actually. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. I got kids. Let's go. Come on. We got work to do. Come on. Grow up. 
Act your age. The door, the, the, the door has to stay open. No? All right. Don't, don't, don't say any... Uh, it Pro still smells over here, bro. It come still on. Come on. Full of shit. I'm next to his ass, bro. <laughs> I'm next to his ass. <laughs> no, Yusuf. I got to sit closer to his ass, bro. That shit is still smelling horrible over there. I smell mint. You smell nothing, bro. It smells like Ben Gay. It's horrible. This is horrible. We still don't even know what episode we're on. We up to 77. 77. Fucking I'm over here. I'm going to sit over here next to Seth's microphone. This is weird. <laughs> this <laughs> is awkward. Dude, this is... You, you, how how am I gonna together. do a show? How am I gonna do a show? How am I gonna do a show? Over here? How, how you expect me to concentrate on this shit, bro? Seriously, how am I gonna do this over here? You, you gotta, got you just stay no. there. Stay there with Seth. You I'm got, not kidding, you, bro. You're good, what do yeah. you eat? What are you? Are you still going? No. I, is it safe for me to go to my it seat? It is safe. It is. Sure. Is it, it is. safe? Yeah. What movie is that from? Is it safe? Come on, dude. Right now, I... Marathon Man. Dustin Hoffman. Never saw it. Classic. You Never guys would love it. it. I, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. Get in there, Paulie. Come on. If you cared about your uh, podcast, your your audience, your fans, you'd get in there. Yeah, you got more heart than that. Yeah, come on. You never quit. You never quit nothing in your life. Bro, forget water. Forget waterboarding, bro. If you took the ISIS prisoners right. and, and put them in, the, in, in a room with you for an hour... Like when you're just farting, they would give up all the information they would need to. Absolutely, they would, they would rat everybody out. They wouldn't even need to get waterboarded anymore. I have no problem doing this that. Next year is going to be the year of Pete. He's got a lot, a lot of things going to happen for him. What do you think? Yeah, he's going to be big. I'm going to be. Huge. I am big. <laughs> Bigger, getting larger and wasting taste. Oh boy, Peter Griffin over there. That was Biggie Smalls, was it? Yep. You look just like him, except different. Yes, sir. Cold sky's All the right. limit. All right, we got a great start. This All first right. five minutes have been awesome. We learned, we talked a lot no, about not, nothing, nothing, bro. Guess. Nothing. I can't, I, I can't even breathe. How you doing now? I, I'm, I'm, I'm breathing a little. Don't, don't come in here. Whatever you do, <laughs> you don't, you don't, for your own good. Stay for safe. Anybody's own good over here. God damn, bro. Oh, God, bro. Bro, we should, Seth, you should be switching with Peter. So in case he farts, it's going out by the door. Instead yeah, of over I can't here, trust him by the equipment. Instead of over here, <laughs> here I'll burn the wires. On yeah. the equipment. <laughs> over here, over here, it's gonna. It, it, he's just keeping the smell in the room because he's so far from the exit door, bro. Cool, just can you be? Can you be a gentleman and I'm trying. Let it let it dissipate in inside. You know what I mean? You know how you let the fart just die. Inside? Maybe I'll let it build up to the stomach and I'll yeah. burp it. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll Have you guys ever had just brawled the two of you? No. Not even right. wrestled around. It's like nothing. No, no, no. We no. don't come. We're friends, bro. We I don't know you're friends, boys. but you know no. friends fight. I'm 34 no. years old. I'm gonna wrestle around. You're only 34. Yeah, you look a day over 47. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like you know. When I was little with my little brother. Thanks, we Larry. Kids, we Larry fights. David. <laughs> yeah. I look like Larry David now. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> uh, my my, my head is actually hurting from the smell of this. Wow. Room, bro. I tore up his sinuses. You sure it's not that uh, fake chicken you just ate from yeah, the street? I know. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't sweating like he was running a marathon. Yeah, that's I was eating spicy chicken, not because of the, anything else. Ugh. All right, so, anyway. um, anyway, dude. boxing. All right, we're going to have a boxing episode first, right? Yeah. All right. What do we got? Last week, you got uh, the Manny Pacquiao card. He fought uh, Jesse Vargas. Jesse Vargas. Why don't you give us your insight, Pete? My insight. From your mouth, not from your ass. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I thought it was a good fight. I I think, as usual, everybody was blowing Manny a little too much. One of the judges had it one eighteen to one ten. I didn't I didn't see one oh nine one oh nine one eighteen to one oh nine. Two judges had that one at one fourteen one thirteen. Yeah, right. 118, one eighteen one thirteen. Even if you had a couple more rounds for Pacquiao, still wasn't one eighteen. Uh, but I thought Jesse did well. You know, 
that shot that he got caught with kind of like got warmed up, so to speak, and started taking the shots better and started started actually landing right hands. But oh, Pacquiao looked good. He, you know, mm-hmm. he looked like. What do, you think, what do you think of this Manny versus Floyd talk again? Do you think we're going to get that fight? It's definitely going to happen. Yeah, think? I, I think so. I mean, here's the thing. This is still a business at the end of the day, so the most money they can make is against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know people want to see the Crawford in the mix, and they want to see all the other guys, but he is, it, business-wise, for uh, an individual to, you know, he, in any business, he's looking to maximize the amount of income he can get. And so when you maximize the amount of income you can get in boxing – you know, it's going to be Mayweather-Pacquiao because the, each of them can make the most money fighting each other. So, you, so the, that's the way you maximize your income in boxing. You find the opponent that, you know, you can uh, make the most money fighting against. And then you vote Donald Trump so that you can get your taxes lower. <laughs> exactly and then right. boom. Save it, save it. And boom. And right there, you just, you, you're good to go. Well, yeah. let me ask you a question. Um, I think Manny's looked pretty good in his last few fights, right? Against Bradley and against Vargas. I think that helps hey, a little I, bit. That keeps him relevant, bro. Right? He's, he's winning, and he's, he's, he's winning and, against solid opposition. And you're talking about Floyd taking a year and a half, maybe longer off. Yeah, yeah Pushing yeah. 40. Yeah. So now I feel like man, I don't think man, I would not pick Manny to win this fight in no way, but I feel like he has a much better chance now than he did in the previous fight. I think so. I, I, think, right? I, I, think, I, I think you have... Some good points in that. Ring rust is still ring rust. Yeah, know? I don't care who you are. I actually said that to to a friend yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, 49, 49 and all was because he was active. He was in the gym. And he was yeah. doing everything he's doing. Yeah. You can't just turn it off for a year and change or two yeah. years. And, and even if you say, "Oh, he's been in the gym," it's if you haven't been sparring, it still doesn't count because your eyes are not as sharp. Your reflexes are not as sharp. With, with shots haven't been coming your way. Shots haven't been flying your way. You know. You, have, you go to training camp and you're going to start sparring, but at the end of the day, when you spend that much time away uh, from the ring, you know it dulls your reflexes because you're not using the, you're not using your reflexes. You know, so even if you're hitting the bag every day, for example, you're not using your reflexes. You know, it's not like, hitting back. So you know, it's nothing hitting back. There's no risk. There's no fear factor, risk factor. You know, some of the fear factor in getting hit back makes you that sharp, makes you that alert. You know, um, so you know it, there there are some risks in coming back and taking on Manny. If they're not fighting, you know, you can say Manny retired, but Manny didn't really retire at all. You know, he he's fought twice this year. You know, so I mean, that's that's fighting more often than some guys who don't retire. You know, so. But you, know. you told me last time, and it stuck out to me was that Manny doesn't know how to make adjustments. Yeah. So for that reason, I would still I would still favor Floyd in the fight. No, I I think you favor Floyd in the fight regardless because Manny doesn't make adjustments. Uh, but what Manny is able to do, um, naturally can trouble a rusty Floyd, you know, because, you know, Manny's able to put speedy combinations together, you know, uh, have some explosive kind of entrances into the pocket. Uh, a lot of times he jumps in, but again, if you're not sharp, if you're Floyd, you're not sharp and you're not stepping around the right way, you know, you're, uh, you know, you can get clipped with some of those shots. You know, Manny can punch, Manny can hurt you, you know. So, so it's one of those situations where, you know, he's not going to be able to make adjustments. So if, if Floyd, who can make adjustments, is able to make proper adjustments in case there is any trouble, you know, he's going to probably win the fight. But um, having had the time away from the ring, um, you know, is he going to be as sharp in making those adjustments? And, that, and of course, not just the time away from the ring, but also Floyd's going to be 40 in, uh, in February. February. So at the end yeah. of February, you know. You know, it's, it's a little bit... Uh, it, it gets a little bit more difficult. What I Floyd, think about what, his legs, too. You know, like yeah. with Berto, when I watched him with Berto, he didn't have his legs like he used to. And, yeah, and that's only going to get worse. And yeah, What does he care about more? Does he care more about his, his record and his legacy or the making that huge, huge, huge payday again? Um, you know, I, I think it's both. I think um, I think it's definitely both. Uh, 
the money's always good. You think about the money, it's going to be great. And then you think about the legacy, you know, in the, in the 15 and and you think, you know, that's really awesome too, you know. So I think I, th- I think it's a mixture of both. There's, there's positives in both. Things. Especially that would be two wins over Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a nice legacy, especially what people consider him, right? Yeah. Consider him Manny? Yeah. Who, but people consider Manny what the best of all time? Oh, yeah, eight-time world champion. Yeah, I mean, it's inc- he's done incredible it's, things. But as a boxing fan, I mean, I don't. I think he's he's done incredible things, but I don't think he's the best. No, because no. he hasn't really fought the best per div- in each division either necessarily. Some of them he did. Well, you know what I heard. Well, um, he doesn't have. He, he, he got these little hands. So he'll never fight yeah. Joe Lewis. He'll right. Fight the best, <laughs> right. You know? He could fight Triple G. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I saw something from Broner actually. Broner posted, "See how they do." He's like, "That's why I didn't. That's the why I had a fight with with me and Pacquiao didn't happen." So he basically was alluding to the fact that Jesse got like two point eight million and no revenue from the pay per views. Zero. Right. Wow. And what, so what, what they're able you, to? Did you just blow it up again? No. Oh. They actually um, they give him a flat fee. And now and what, and what, and Bob what? Arum didn't have to even split it with HBO because HBO didn't pick it up. It's a top-ranked pay-per-view. Oh, really? So yes. all well, the money... I didn't realize that. Wasn't yeah, it an HBO, HBO pay No. Nope. All the money Why gets was put... That? Why didn't HBO... Did HBO they, dropped it. Oh, all right. So um, it's happened before, but not a fight of this magnitude. You know, Bob Arum has always put... Um, Bob Arum has always put on his little independent pay-per-views, but not... Uh, not Manny. You know, Manny Pacquiao versus Jesse Vargas. Wow. You know, um, but yeah, it's just a way of him keeping all the money in house and then able to pay Manny a, a ton of money because now it's just splitting between them. And, and you give the kid two point eight million, he's happy. Never got that kind of money sure. before. But you know, someone else who feels like they have a big enough name, like a Broner, is going to say, "Hell no!" Right? Two point eight well, plus bro- my split. Right. <laughs> well, Broner has how many championships? Still, he's been a race. Right. Right. So Broner's made more money. You know, right. for Jesse to make two point eight million dollars or something. He hadn't come close to doing before, you know. He's probably made near three, four, five hundred thousand a fight, you know. What is so, what is a Jesse Vargas? What does he take home from a two point eight million? Just an estimate for, based on your experience. Um, he's from um, Vegas, so he doesn't have to pay a state tax. But you're gonna ha- you're gonna wind up in the forty uh, percent bracket uh, on the income. So you're gonna lose forty percent of that. Thanks to Obama. In that in taxes. Um, he also has to pay his crew out of that two point eight. Well, right? first you're gonna pay your crew out of the two point eight. Then you're gonna deduct the deductions. From what you paid your crew, and then you're gonna pay tax on that. But either way, at the end of the day, you're never gonna have enough deductions to put you under, even uh, remotely close to underneath the highest tax bracket. So, regardless, say you say you pay out your team, and you pay out. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what his expenses are, but say he has eight hundred thousand dollars in expenses. You know, which you know, if he's smart, he's, he doesn't. But let's say he does. Um, you're still going to pay taxes on $2 million. And then from that, you're going to take away 40% of $2 million. And that is going to be... 800000 800000 So he's going to come home with... $1.2. $1.2 million if he had $800,000 in deductions. So around uh, anywhere from $1 to $1.5 million he's going to clear. Yeah, yeah. Right? Clear about $1 to $1.5. Which is insane. It's not a bad day. It's work. That's I mean, a horrible t- day. He took a but lot. Of you write that check to the IRS. Yeah. You telling me that's okay? Yeah. I'm just saying, like you know, he, when you he, haven't made that kind of money, that's the right. thing. Is like these play, these people don't these people aren't old money. They don't make this kind of money all the time. You know, right. so old money is easier to pay these big taxes. As a matter of fact, they want to pay these big taxes. A lot of them are Democrats. You know, they they want to pay these, a lot of these old money. But but the new money, you know, especially new money as athletes, 
it's much more difficult to you have a small pay, window to pay. Yeah, if you have a small window, and you know you're not gonna make that kind of money again. You know because you're new money, and you're not gonna you know you're not just gonna branch off into the family business of making millions of dollars. You don't have that option. So so it, it hurts a lot more uh, being new money and paying those kind of taxes. You know. So yeah, it sucks. So you guys saw the whole card? Did you see the undercard as well? Yeah, uh, yeah. Donair and uh, and I saw the Donair. Um, Magdalena Jesse Magdaleno fight you know I've always been impressed with Jesse Magdaleno I've watched him since early in his career and I've always felt like you know there's actually two brothers Diego and Jesse for me Jesse stood head and shoulders above uh, out of the two brothers not that Diego's not quality but Jesse's really really vicious you know and uh, obviously you know Donaire I thought is a a great great fighter you know I I think he's a little bit of an undersized featherweight uh, but what you know, so, which showed against Nicholas Walters, but I think Donaire at junior feather, feather even against certain featherweights, you know, um, in his bantamweight days, even you know he's fast, strong, big, you know, he's just lightning, you know, and 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 and, and he has that power too, you know, so he can still land with explosiveness and fight with explosiveness. Uh, Jesse fought a good fight. It was. It was a good competitive fight. I thought, you know, it's just you I, see him. You see that he moved up because he hit yeah. Magdalena with some nice hooks that yeah. he used to smash people with. And yeah, Nonito at one twenty six is not the hey, hey. Listen, guys, not everybody can carry around the Manny Pacquiao weight right, from exactly. from one twelve to to welterweight and still remain death defyingly strong right. p- punching power. You know, exactly. I mean, for me, Nonito has more talent in his pinky than Manny has in his whole body. But wow, you know, what are we gonna do? You know, so <laughs> he does. He does. Fact. I, I came up with that kid. That kid is one of the most talented fighters I've ever. But like watch in my life, like I hit is unbelievable, you know, uh, in his prime. Like I remember the the Vic Darchinian fight. Me and Peter were uh, uh, got invited to a friend's wedding, and the Donaire Darchinian fight. Donaire Darchinian fight, uh, the first one, was happening. And Darchinian was known as a killer puncher, killers. And Pete was like, I remember Pete coming was like, Yo, the, the Darchinian fights tonight, man. And I'm like. Yeah, I was like, he's gonna lose that fight. He's like, huh? I'm like, yeah. I was like, I know that kid, no need to donate. I was like, he's he's gonna beat the chain tonight, bro. I was in the amateur that kid. I kick a fight, and lo and behold, knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> he hit him so hard that he forgot he got hurt. <laughs> oh, he, one of those. He yeah. hit Victor Chinian so hard that he thought Victor Victor Chinian was complaining in the after after the fight about the stoppage that he said he didn't go down. <laughs> Not only did he go down, he went down twice. He, <laughs> he almost, tried to get up and he fell down again. He almost broke his nose on the canvas. That's how <laughs> flat and hard his head hit the, the like, canvas. Like when Salvo headbutted that guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, I have a I, I, and, and it just explosiveness with power, uh, speed, reflexes, uh, boxing intelligence. Um, I've always been impressed with Nonito uh, since the amateurs. As a matter of fact, I, I thought he could have got the decision in the 2000 Olympic trials uh, against Brian Valoria. He could have been an Olympian at 17 years old. He probably should have been an Olympian at 17 years old. But Valoria, was, who was also a good fighter in his own right, um, was the defending national amateur world champion. Um, he was, uh, uh, he, the world championships had happened in 1999, and Brian Valoria had won a gold medal at the world championships uh, for the USA. So the U.S. kind of had... Um, thing where, you know, they kind of wanted him to be the U.S. representative at the Olympics. They figured he'd be their best shot at, at meddling in that weight class. They didn't want this new upstart kid who just, come, just came off from the juniors in Nonito. And even his brother, Glenn. Glenn was a good fighter, too, uh, in the amateurs. Uh, he got, he uh, was in the trials as well. You know, uh, Didn't they protest? One yeah, they protested. They didn't get out of the ring. They didn't get out of the ring for like two hours. They sat down in the middle of the ring, you know, uh, because, you know, they, they felt like they had won. They had beaten Valoria and then won the fights. Uh, in the end, Valoria got the shot at the... At the Olympics, Nonito had ended up turning pro, and Valoria ended up losing to Brahim Aslum in the quarters. Brahim Aslum ended up winning the gold medal, uh, and I believe Aslum had been beaten by Valoria the year before in the in the worlds. You know, now the shame of Valoria losing in the quarters was it wasn't a medal fight, you know, because he lost in the quarters. But he did lose to the eventual gold medalist. Aslum didn't want to go on to win the gold medal in that weight class. But what I'm saying is the point of what I'm saying is that um, 
uh, Donaire, again, was already impressing me even back then. You know, so he was always a kid that impressed me. I, like I said, Jesse Magdaleno was a kid that was impressing me when he was coming up the ladder. Uh, that I had watched some fights of his uh, when, I, when I saw him as a prospect. I saw him live on an undercard uh, years ago in Vegas as well. I've always been impressed with speed and explosiveness. And, uh, you know, it was just the, the kind of fight that you're like a little bit of a changing of the guard, you know, where like Nonito's still quality, but he's not prime quality. And Jesse is prime quality, you know, and, and so it's just one of those things, hey, man, sometimes there's a little bit of a changing of the guard. Nonito's cl- Nonito is clearly, he clearly is very capable still. I mean, but, you know, Jesse is, uh, I think Jesse's going to be one of those guys that it's going to be pretty special. You know, he's got, he's, he's got the potential to be. I, I kept hitting Nonito with that check right hook. He's, mm-hmm. he, he just kept landing. He almost felt like frustrated for Nonito, you know, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, you can't keep getting clipped with that check right hook. It's going to cost you rounds, you know, because a lot of those, fi- a lot of that fight was in spots, you know, yes. it was like, they were both what so sharp. What did I tell you? High so speed fa- chess. Yeah, so sharp and so fast, but they were respecting each other's speed and talent to the point where they could just couldn't, they both knew they couldn't just rush in and go do something, right. you know? Couldn't get killed. Yeah, right. so, so, you know, there was like little, sometimes you steal moments, you know, and, and Jesse kept stealing little moments of that check right hook. That check right hook is your southpaw. That check right hook kept landing and landing, and it was stealing little moments from, from Nonito, and I think it won, it won Jesse some of the rounds just on that alone, you know? It was a good fight. I, like I said, in the beginning, Donaire looked, you know, just like himself. But I think the, again, the weight, you know, starts to twelve round fight is is a long, grueling fight at that level. Yeah, you know, and, and as the rounds kept going, you see it started to take its toll on on Nonito. Mm-hmm. But it was a good fight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. Top rank put on the show. What's with the the Twitter scorecard. Twitter scorecard. Yeah, the check marks for every round they thought. I mean, first of all, it's 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 going based on Twitter. So you're. Why do I hear fire engines? Because there's a fire. You live in New York. Now that's a fire. Now that's a fire. <laughs> now that's a fire. <laughs> but you know, like this is Twitter, and they're obviously gonna vote overwhelmingly in favor, right? So it's like they had Nonito up. Like, you know, <laughs> he lost the fight. They had Pacquiao winning every round. Because they're fans, right? Right. That's, just, that's just for fun. And it doesn't, but it doesn't even, Makes you, sense. you're making people at home dumber. Because they're actually watching a good fight, but. Bob Arum's like 87 years old. Well, he don't know what he's doing. Yeah, well, his, his stepson, Todd DeBuff, should, should take over. Um, but, you know, the check marks is not even a score. So if it's four rounds to nothing, it would be 40-36. They don't even show you that. Yeah. So you know the casual fan is like, "What the fuck are these check marks?" That's, like, what, they're, they're trying, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to cater to the casual fan and like you know, hey, get involved on social media. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, it's stupid, dumb. Stephen A. Smith is the, probably the worst boxing commentator I've ever heard. I thought he was that bad. I feel bad. You know, he was nervous. He was tweeting all daily. He was nervous. It was his first time. Oh, he was on the. He was on. Oh, he was. Yeah, com- you know, I, I felt bad. You know, I was like, you know, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's, he's not a play-by-play guy. He's, well, he's what are you doing the fight? I, I didn't see. He's a fucking idiot. He's arguing with Tim Bradley. The guy's a, the guy's a world champion. He's been in there with everybody. He's so, been in there with Pacquiao right. and Vargas. And when he tells you, oh, that was a good shot, that probably got his attention. Oh, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. How, oh, what really? do you know? That's disrespectful. You dumb fuck. Wait, what did he say? When Bradley was like, oh, Jesse Jesse landed that right hand that I was telling you about. He said, looked like he, he stopped Manny in his tracks, like he got his attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, or he said he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith's like, that didn't hurt him. Nah, that didn't hurt him. And he's like, all right, I, 
I know that look. He goes, he fought both guys. He got hit by both guys. Yeah. Stop arguing with the guy. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I'm watching. I'm watching. He goes, you watch. Watch the replay or watch. He gets hit like that and he stops coming forward. I'm watching. He goes, I've been watching the whole fight. All right, dude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do me a favor. Go back to calling the basketball games with uh, OKC. Yeah. With Skip. With, with, with Skip, the other moron. You're a boxing fan. Like I, I think Steven's a boxing fan. You got to respect the fighters and the fighters' opinions, you know? Um, you think? The best, the best one was when George Foreman said, oh, I think he broke a rib there. And uh, Lamp was like, what makes you say that, George? Sure enough, the next day in the paper, rib broken. I was like, because I've been in there? Because <laughs> I know? Yeah, that was the best. Yeah. Come on. But, Come on. Um, There's another fight, too. Oscar Valdez? Yes. That kid is a savage. How does he measure up against the other top featherweights? I mean, that's a stacked division. Yeah. Well, think about it. You just, you just mentioned Magdalena, right? Yeah. Was that fight at 126 with Magdalena or Nonito, or was it at 22? That was 22. Was it at 22? Okay. So I yeah. could see him also being a threat at 26, Magdalena. He's you know? a little small. He's a little, he's small, a little small, yeah, but a lot of good he's fighters a f- there, man. Fierce look, he's like a fierce little dude, man. Oh, right? no, yeah. And from 22 to 30, he's like a, some of the best well, fighters tw- in the world, Just right? at 26 alone, you got yeah. Oscar. Obviously, Valdez is, is, is now the, the new player at 26. And 26 alone, you still have some... Some good stuff going on. You got the Frampton and Santa Cruz. Of course. You know? Russell. Russell, obviously. Russell's a walk-up because he's a different style than these guys, and he's I think he's stands head and shoulders above because he's able to have a little bit of, of, of diversity to him. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of a of uh, his athletic, more, more fluidity. You know his athletic ability is insane. Athleticism, exactly. So, so, he has, so he has that wild card. These guys, all these guys are solid, great fighters, but they have a style that you know kind of blends in with each other and makes for good fights. While Russell has the quality to him that. Even though they are good fighters, he Russell could, has the quality. He could, that he, could, he, could, yeah. he, he could totally uh, make it a one-sided fight. Kryptonite them, them, yeah. yeah. You know, so like, he's got a example, chip on his shoulder too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I, I firmly believe you can't really be a fighter without a little bit of an ego. It's, it's just, you got to know how to. You got to know how to check it at the door when you're not in the ring. But at the same time, yeah, I, I think you you can't be a, an athlete. I think without having an ego, let alone a fighter. I know? mean, like he seems like he's a little extra. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels like he has something to prove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think, and, and, and I think he, he does want to prove that. I think he does want to prove that. So you know, we'll see what well, we see him in against the next year. But yeah, Al Valdez, for example, he's the kind of guy like. I wouldn't mind seeing him with like a, and you know, now the top rank of Hamer working together. I wouldn't mind seeing him against like the winner of uh, Frampton and Santa Cruz. You know what I mean? Oh, Lee Selby's a little bit of a boxer as well, but the winner of Frampton and Santa Cruz against Oscar Valdez. Great another fight. Another exciting fight. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it, there's some good fighters out there and, and, and at Featherweight. Some have moved up, some are still there. Um, that whole region is 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 uh, is getting pretty pretty stacked with some good talent, you know. Let's not forget at 130. Besides the guys that moved up, you also have like a couple of wild cards. You know, there's two wild cards that people tend to forget about. It's Tevin Farmer who's gonna fight his ass off for oh, wow, 130 yeah. pounds, you know, and, and he may beat uh, any of these top top level guys if once he, if he's given a chance. And also, uh, you have uh, God Pedraza. No, well, yeah, Pedraza Pedraza is gonna move up to 135 though pretty mm-hmm. soon. But you have uh, um, oh. Who would um just fall Mikey Garcia, bro? Elio. Elio Rojas. Elio Rojas. He's coming back down to one thirty, though, dude. You know, what I mean, he's giving. He was giving Mikey a little bit of trouble in in spots and moments, he's but small. he's just too small. But Elio can actually fight. So if Elio's given an opportunity, you know, at, at one hundred thirty pounds. I think he's got something for any of those 130-pounders, you know? And then, of course, you got the 130-pounders everybody knows about. You know, you have Lomachenko, who just got to 130. You have Nicholas Walters, and they're fighting each other. You have uh, Abner Mattis. You know, you have uh, Jesus Cuellar, who are fighting each other as well. You have, um, 
you know, uh, Takashi Miura, you have Orlando Salido, you have Roman Martinez, you know, so, so at 130 pounds, you know, you have, you, you have so many things that you can mix and match there, plus you have these two little wild cards, you know, you, you add uh, Elio Rojas and, and Tevin Farmer, not against each other, because I think, you know, they're both boxers, I like to see them against some of these come forward uh, knockout artists, style uh, clashes, you know, style, I like these little style clashes, style make fights kind of fights, you know, you can really mix and match them over there, and I hope everybody's given an opportunity to make some money and also to compete to try and be the best as well, because that's what it's all about, it's all about those two things, it's about trying to compete to be the best, and it's all about making a little bit of money as well. So. Showtime has some opportunity to make some good fights next year after that, after Absolutely. the Santa Cruz-Frampton fight. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of openings there, you know, as I said, you know, Lee Selby's oh, over um, in England, I think he's... Rigandau? Rigandau's at 122, you know, uh... But nobody's gonna touch him. That's the problem, bro. This poor guy. He's like too he's good. good. Is that the yeah. issue? Like he's gonna be the most unappreciated guy ever. You know what I mean? And 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 Reagan Dow left top rank, so there's no way they're gonna give him Magdaleno. You know what I mean? Because he would fight Magdaleno too. You know, and that would be a great fight. Yeah, he's got Magdaleno two of the belts. He's got two of the belts too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. They just. It's just gonna be one of the, such a shame. Like nobody talks about it enough to put pressure. You know, that's the thing. That's what's sad. There's a couple of fighters like him, like uh, La- <laughs> Laura too. Like these guys who are just gonna like, get old though. He's gonna get old. You're gonna see him in the ring one day, and he's gonna be not gonna be the same fighter. And people right. are gonna be like, oh well, he wasn't that good. You see, <laughs> how how long do you think good lasts? Right. Roy how long Jones. do you think good lasts? When he, when he you know? pulverized Nonito Donaire, who you just said is one of the best fighters you've yep. watched come up. Yeah, he kind of shut him out, right? Oh my yep. god! Yeah. Right, you yep. crossed the street here, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yep, at uh, Radio City Musical. Yep, you're right. Yeah, somebody like Lara has had opportunities, and he's come up a little short. And he's, right. you know, he's I just a mean good those fighters who are like spoilers, good, really good fighter, boxers. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's Cubans, right? You know, it's they have that style. They're right. just they're so but comfortable. Is special though, no? Oh yeah, he's as special as it gets. He's kind of like reminds me like well, like, when Roy Jones just dominated, like it was almost like he couldn't get a competition. Mm-hmm. Like there could, was no competition. He had Can't to play basketball the same night for people yeah. to watch. I mean, it's crazy. He barely, barely put a glove on him. And people forget about that man because mm-hmm. I know he had a rough. He's had a rough ten years at last at the end of his career, but he was untouchable for a decade. Oh yeah, yeah easy. That, you yeah. got I mean, literally untouchable. Like yeah. people talk about, oh, he's got. No, but did you see Roy in his prime? I mean. It's like something of another planet, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like people he was like, like Michael Jordan. Oh, you know the history. Right. Ezra Charles in 1952 <laughs> against uh, this guy Bob Foster against this Roy. I know. I don't know if Roy would have. Buddy, the Roy that was Roy. Nobody touched him. Like nobody. Right. You just you just didn't do it. You 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 actually were made to look like you you, you were in two different sports. Every time, y'all Every forgot. Time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they were good fighters that never got to be good fighters, and nobody history will never remember them. Guys like Eric Harding were good fucking fighters, bro. History will not remember them because they came around the, in the Roy Jones era. You know what I right. mean? And they used to break Roy's balls about Miklaszewski, bro. Any champion in Germany will get beat by the guy down the hallway. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah, they wanted this guy to fight Miklaszewski, and he wouldn't go to Germany. Ugh. Like, what German world champion has ever has ever ever? I, I, I cannot think. I've ever like wreaked, put fear in the eyes of anybody. Like all they do is fight over there against the 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 bum of the month club. And as soon as they leave, like Arthur Abraham might leave once in a while, you get his ass kicked. And in Germany, when they do fight these name fighters, they'll take like you know a, a guy who's a little bit faded or a little bit pale. They'll, 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 they might fight a recognizable name. He's a little bit faded, and they still have to rob them. You know what I mean? They still have to rob them. Like like Paul Smith is a little bit past it. He still got robbed against uh, Arthur Abraham. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's Paul Smith in his prime probably beats Abraham. You know what I mean? You got you got a uh, Felix Stern made a career of robbing guys. Granted him. I understand him not leaving Germany after he left Germany once and got robbed against the La Jolla. Right. You know, you might be scarred. But that doesn't mean he had to rob 40 other guys, bro. He made a career out of it after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, 
he still makes like they owe him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's taking steroids. You got robbed once, you robbed tests. 10 people. Yeah, failing steroid tests. It's crazy. It's, it's, out of, it's out of his world. It's out of his world. What yeah. happened to uh, Pavekin, Robert right? Stieglitz. Anyway, so Mikoshevsky goes along the same line. Like the, In the end, who beat Mikoshevsky? Julio Gonzalez, who Roy played with. Roy Buzan, you know I mean? yeah. Rest in peace to Julio Gonzalez. Unreal, though. Sven Atke, who was it, like some of the names? Sven actually never left, yeah. never fought a guy with a pulse and he retired on the feet. Yeah, he was calling yeah. everybody out, but never and walked Sven was an here. Olympian. Sven Atke was a 1988 Olympian, bro. You know what I mean? It's not like these guys have no pedigree. They just don't develop that pedigree against the highest level of opposition. So eventually you get, you get worse instead of better. You know what I'm saying? How many true champions have retired undefeated? Because I just think about it. Obviously, got Calzaghe Rocky. was. Calzaghe, that's one of the thought of Rocky yeah. Marciano, obviously. Mm-hmm. Although he fought, all the guys he fought were forty-five years old when he fought him. Yeah, uh, right. Take it easy, big guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, Marciano's prime. Marciano's era wasn't super. He was a small heavyweight too. Small yeah, heavyweight. Yeah, everybody was small though. Everybody right. Was Jersey Joe Walcott got his ass knocked off. How old was he? He was ahead. He was ahead though. He was ahead. How yeah. old was he? He wasn't in his prime. He's continued to to compete. Yeah, he was a great fighter. Right. Yeah. You just mad because he's from Jersey. <laughs> Rocky was a beast, bro. Huh? Rocky was a beast, especially you, for his size. You don't go, you don't have a record like that, and not be a tough guy and a good fighter. Obviously, a lot of the fights he was behind and came back and knocked. But, him would out. you rank him the number one heavyweight of all time? No. Absolutely not. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, for Italians, he's a god. But of course. No, can you imagine Lennox Lewis in his prime fighting Rocky? It's two prime. different weight classes now. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anthony Joshua versus Rocky Marciano. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, Anthony would be like, I take dumps bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. Who come is on. this little guy? But Calzaghe, where, where do you guys rank him as far as I the thought he was goes? great. Yeah. I mean, he knew how to win. Yep. You know, um, like Danny, kind of, in a way. Yeah. And, you know, when he had to show balls, he, he showed some balls. I mean, I remember the media was talking about Jeff Lacey and. Uh, he whooped it. They, they expected Lacey to knock Calzaghe's head off, and it was the opposite. You know? Yeah. That was a. That was like a coming out party for Kazagi. Well, Jeff, Jeff Lacey was the second coming of Tyson. That's what everybody made out to be. <laughs> yeah. Looked like him, and he was knocking people out. Knocking people into comas. Right. But, but then you fight someone who can fight. Fast, and you just could, couldn't lay a glove on. That was yeah. a good fight. Mm-hmm. I like Kazagi. Uh, he seemed like a really good guy. His dad was a good guy. Uh, we met him a few times. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, he could have fought some, some other people. You know, like, I'm sure Frotch always wanted a chance, you know, but... That's happened well, never so fought, many right? times now. But it's happened so many times. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I hear you. Frotch, Frotch is kind of doing the same thing with, with DeGale, you know? Not giving James DeGale that shot when De- DeGale wanted it, you know? Well, Frotch is retired, though, right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, James DeGale was looking for that spotlight. Well, he's getting a fight next month or in January. Well, he's been now. But yeah. when Frotch was on his way out, they, that would have been a big fight. Oh, we got to go to that fight, right? That's in Brooklyn. Is it Dugiel mm-hmm. against uh, Bad Dude Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. January, January fourteenth. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, we're gonna have Peter Cards at, at the fights now. <coughs> what we've been told, we're gonna have Peter Cards with the Showtime team. Yeah, All right. They got him a job. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna. Well, not. <laughs> it better be not, a job. Not on the not on the actual broadcast. Okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> not on the actual broadcast. Hey, Al, move we're gonna, over. We're gonna, try to, we're gonna try to get Peter, we're gonna try to get Peter Cole. We're gonna try to do some episodes from uh, the, the the fights. We're, we're in talks. We're trying to do some episodes from the fights. That'd, right. be, that'd be cool. That'd hey, be Mauro, cool. listen, go put some more wax in your hair. I'll cover this round. Hey, what, what, why can't pick up Mauro? That's <laughs> great. He's great. It's not funny. He is great. I, I got to give Mauro some, some, some shit, though. He joined that Twitter blackout. What is that? It's a political movement. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Mama Mia. <laughs> the Canadian. I love, I love Mauro. The Canadian. The Canadian has a uh, problem with the election. Uh, come on. 
Uh, there's, a, there's a tweet. There's a blackout. There's a Twitter blackout today. Uh, yeah, that's it's great. Basically, you, you, your pro, your profile pic is just dark, oh, all Jesus black, Christ. because you're protesting. Who's got time to do that? <laughs> I'm working. I'm working all day. I'm, I'm, that so actually makes my timeline less ba- stupid. You basically uh. take a picture of a dark room, and until the picture comes out black, and then you pick that as your default pic. I guess I don't know. I, I didn't really do it. You didn't do I, it? I didn't do a lot of uh, of looking into it. <laughs> I, tweeted, I, I tweeted you guys on uh, election night because I'm like, oh, my God, man. We were periscoping. But it, we I were know, periscoping. But it was amazing because like the- We had the- oh, we, we had to save this for after we, had, we, we had our about. panel. Yeah. yeah, we did. We had a- I saw a little bit of that. We had a, Eric Kelly, Eric Kelly was ex-amateur boxer. We, was, uh, we were in the amateurs together. He's one the top, who's one of the top amateur fighters in the U.S. And now he's the top Wall Street nerd trainer, right? Yeah, he is. I'd like to learn how to box. <laughs> Bring your ass over yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> Give me $200. All yeah. right. Now throw a jab. That's not a jab. You suck. Get out of my, get out of my gym. All He's right. great. Hey, um, we also got fights this Saturday. Right? Danny, yep. Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia. Yep. Versus Sammy Vargas. Boom. And uh, our boy uh, Keith Thurman's going to be at ringside watching Keith that Thurman fight. Keith Thurman calling the fight. Yep. That's great. Oh, he's calling the fight. He's calling the fight. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's calling the fight. And he's uh, well spoken, man. I'm sure he'll do a good job. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. He's not bad. Yeah, and plus, you know, they're, trying to, they're trying to hype up the uh, the Garcia Thurman fight, so of course it makes sense to have Thurman on there. I'm right? excited for that, man. And have Thurman do the post fight interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If they're smart, you know they let Thurman in the ring after. Right. You know why not? Just follow yeah. going nuts. And you watch Angel go insane. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I want to. I'm curious to see how you know Danny looks and you know how he's. Uh, I mean, keeping in shape and keeping sharp or whatnot. You can't and overlook anybody. And you can't overlook everybody because, you know, you get a no. shot at Danny Garcia, even if you're not a known entity, you know, it's, it's a chance to ch- change your life overnight, you know. So I'm sure Sammy Vargas is going to come very prepared himself. And you know, we'll see. You know what? Uh, that card has also Jared Hurd. Here's the thing. Jared Hurd is a guy who he was, I really like to see. You know, I, I, I was impressed with him when he fought uh, Oscar Molina. Was it Oscar or Javier? I think it was Oscar. Um, Frankie Galarza, too. Yeah, uh, Galarza too, but I worked a fight with uh, Molina, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, very impressive fighter. He's fighting JoJo Dan. I mean, JoJo Dan belongs nowhere near the junior middleweight division. That's my problem. I mean, out of all the junior middleweights, I don't like the JoJo Dan fight for uh, Hurd. I mean, granted, jo- it's nice for, to see JoJo Dan getting a little bit of a check and trying to make some money. He, he got a title shot with Kel Brook, got, got annihilated, got a couple of wins, and now he's going to fight Jared Hurd. I just feel like JoJo Dan should be a welterweight. I just don't see the reason to pull him up. To fight what's, Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd is, Jared Hurd is actually too good for that. You know what I'm saying? He's a, Jared, Jared Hurd is actually too good for that. Like, because well, like, even Molina, even Molina, is it was an, a Mexican Olympian, uh, an Olympian from Mexico in 2008, and his brother, uh, uh, ha, ha, Oscar uh, Javier. No, Oscar. That was Oscar, and Javier was a uh, was an uh, his twin brother was an Olympian for the U.S. Regardless, you know, I, I, even he's got more. Uh, I think he's 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 a better fighter than Dan at 154. I say I say that you know Dan is a good fighter at his own weight class. At, at, at junior middleweight, I just don't I just see I just think I just think Hurd going from Molina to JoJo Dan is a step backwards. You know, and I I, I wanted to see Dan I wanted to see Hurd make a step up because he's he's good enough to where you know you can I want to start seeing him against these other top junior middleweights because this, mid, this this junior middleweight division is so sick with talent that there should never be a lack of matchups. This this junior middleweight division is disgustingly sick with talent. You know, and then what's the other fight? There's another good fight on this card, bro. This the sleeper fight on the Danny Garcia card. It's actually a good fight. The, my favorite fight on the card is Javier Fortuna against Omar Douglas. Mm. Lightweights. Uh, yeah, uh, are they fighting a lightweight? No, so you're super feather, right? That's it says lightweight here. Are they? They That's both moved says. up. That's what it says. It says lightweight yeah. fight. I don't know. Really, they both moved up. Fortuna and uh, Omar Douglas are both 130 pounders. So either way, I mean, two really good fighters. Uh, Fortuna's an ex world champion. Omar Douglas has kind of been. 
moving up along the ladder, Philadelphia fighter. Uh, I've, I've worked a couple of his fights. Uh, mature young man uh, who lives, eats, and breathes boxing. Um, hasn't really made a big name for himself because he's kind of like a quiet, good kid, you know. But but he's actually like he knows how to fight, bro. He mm-hmm. really he really can't fight, you know? he, and he's got character in there. He's got some skills. Fortuna, obviously, we've seen before, and he's a dangerous fighter in in his own right. And he's uh, all got that awkward southpaw stance, speedy, uh, fast, hard puncher. I really like that fight. That is actually my favorite fight on the card. The, is uh, the Omar Douglas versus Javier Fortuna fight? Uh, I'm seeing if that's a mistake or not. If it's it's the weight you said it is, but yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe they moved uh, up both in weight. But I know they were uh, they were they were 130 pounders. I know Fortuna had a world title on 130 pounds, and Douglas has been moving up the ladder at 130 pounds. You know? But uh, just well, you said that's funny because I one of the articles I found looked up and said. Uh, Fortuna versus Douglas will steal Danny Garcia's thunder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna. Uh, that's the best fight on the card. That's the best fight because even Jared Hurd, it, it's more of a. Dan is a decently capable welterweight. He's got he's got a, a title shot that he I mean came up short against Kel Brook, but there's you know that's Kel Brook at the end of the day. Uh, uh, but he's a decently you know capable welterweight, but at junior middleweight, you know you you, you have a decently capable welterweight against a very very good junior middleweight. So it's it's just not the it's just not the fight I, I I really was looking wanted to see Hurd in. I mean, granted, you're gonna get paid, you're gonna get a fight, you're gonna stay stay busy, and hopefully we see Hurd step it up next year because Hurd is one of those guys. He's he's gonna be fun to watch as well. Really talented. And uh, you got another card, uh, uh, the Monte Carlo card as well. Yes, the Monte Carlo card has Malik Scott against uh, Luis Ortiz, King Kong, the return of King Kong. You know, Malik is good enough to make anybody look bad. Hopefully, um, you know, he has he brings his desire with him. That's the thing. That's always the trick thing with Malik Scott. You know, he's he's good enough to when he's got his head in the game. You know, like in the in the Glasgow fight, for example. You know, made Glasgow look real bad. He, he's a win over Tony Thompson. You know, when he when he wants to win and when he you know he, when he doesn't want to pack it in, he he really really looks good. I mean. Malik has all the talent in the world, and when he got, he's got his head in the game, he, he can put it all together. Uh, I, I just didn't think he wanted to win the Deontay Wilder fight. He, he wasn't willing to suffer for it. I, I, I question that knockout that he had against Wilder. I mean, granted, Wilder's a huge puncher. I just don't know that Malik took anything clean in that fight. And then, uh, you know, hopefully with the Ortiz fight, it's, gonna, it's not the same thing because Ortiz also has that scary kind of power and mass and physical size. And Malik is, again, he's got the style to possibly make him look bad. But you know, we'll see if uh, we'll see what, how, how how much Malik wants it. You know, I was in the amateurs with Malik. Malik is not a natural heavyweight. You know what I mean? Malik kind of grew into the heavyweight division. I was in the amateurs with Malik, and he was always a very tall, light heavyweight. You know what I mean? And and cruise away. So he's always he's always going to be a little bit small for the heavyweight division. But he's got this height. You know, and he's filled into the heavyweight division nicely. But it's still you know it's still tough when you're fighting these naturally big punchers and natural heavyweights. So we'll see how he does with that. Also on that card is uh, Stephen Smith, right? Uh, he. Stephen Smith's got a. I think he's got a title shot. Stephen Smith, uh, one of the Spike yeah. Smith brothers. Right? Versus Jason Soso, uh, yeah, super J- featherweight WBA. Yeah, WBA super featherweight title uh, at uh, uh, against Jason Sosa. Here's the thing, though, that WBA title I think is one of those secondary ones that we don't like to talk about because I think at WBA junior featherweight title, uh, no super featherweight title, not junior featherweight. Title, WBA super featherweight champion, I believe, is uh, Nicholas Walters, right? I'll tell you that in a second mm-hmm. too. I believe he is. You know, so uh, it might, so they might, might be no WBO. Oh, he's he's WBO. Nichols Walters. Yep. Okay, yep. so maybe Sosa is the main champion of the BA. I mean, I know the BA is trying to be, has been trying to unify these titles, so it's less confusing. But so I don't know which title this is. But uh, Stephen Smith, you know, we saw him earlier in the year. He got a shot against Pedraza and he lost. Uh, so tough you know, kid. It, it, yeah, and and he's one of the Fighting Smith brothers. They always entertain. They always come to fight. Um, and so, I, 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 and a great job by Eddie Hearn, really, to get back, get Stephen Smith back in a big fight. And, and Monte Carlo, I mean, I saw Stephen Smith tweeted a nice picture from his hotel room in Monte Carlo. What a great view, spectacular view, you know, breathtaking view. 
I, mean, well, I always wanted to, to at least fight in Monte Carlo, at least go to Monte Carlo. I've never seen it. It's like, you know, there was talk of me fighting a fight in Europe in Monte Carlo a few years ago, and it, it never happened. Like, I've always wanted to go to Monte Carlo. I want to see. I know, Peter, you've been to Monte Carlo, right? I went to see my father. My father lived all the way nor- in northern Italy, right by Nice, France. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I go there with my brother and my sister, um, hanging out. I said, listen, at least one day I want to go to Monte Carlo, you know? So my father's like, it's right here. You, know, you, you jump in the car and you go. I'm like, Oh, yeah, my cousins take us. So my cousin, um, I can't forget her name. Nice. Uh, we're not close like that, obviously, but <clears throat> she's yeah. a good kid. She's like my sister's age. Her and her boyfriend at the time were like, listen, we work right over there. Come with us. We'll get a drink. My brother goes out with sweatpants. <laughs> I'm like, bro, come on, man. We're going to Monte Carlo. He sweatpants. goes, yeah, well, I'm not going to gamble. If you want to go, you go. I'm like, you're going to go in the casino like that? No, I'll hang out outside. You're going to hang out outside? What kind of gamble am I going to do? Bro, we walk in. It was beautiful. Mint, right? All kinds of exotic cars everywhere. The women were gorgeous. You know, you just tell the men had on really nice suits. You know, it was just really upscale, classy, you know? James Bond kind of shit. <clears throat> yeah. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> well, I really didn't get to hang out much, but I, I stood there for like an hour or so. Then we went to get some drinks and just went back to my just, father's. Oh, cool. My parents actually went there when they got married for their honeymoon. That's about as close as I got there. Maybe show someone to do a fight there and I want to go out there. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. 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 And you got uh, your your favorite fighter, Arthur Abrahams, on that card as well, fighting Martin Murray. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, Martin will actually, uh, I think Martin, who did Martin get robbed against? Was it? This is not a rematch? Was they it, they was, never they fought? May, they might have fought once already? I think. I'll look it up. I'll I know Martin also got robbed against one of those guys. You always, yeah. you always get confused with Sturm and, uh, and Murray. I know, I know Abraham robbed Paul Smith. And uh, and Sturm robbed Matt Macklin. I know Martin Murray's also been in there with one of them, and I heard that was a really controversial decision there too. I don't know who it was against, but so Murray and and, and Abraham's in the in Monte Carlo on the same card on the same card yep, this weekend. Same card. Well, that's great, man. Murray l- lost last lost in June to George Groves. I know, but before that, I, the before the Arthur Abraham lost, what, he the, lost in 2015. Oh, yeah. it was to Arthur Abraham. Yeah, and the uh-huh. George Groves fight, you know. I, guess, I mean, Eddie Hearn is good, bro. He can bring these guys back because honestly, the George Gross fight was a really a loss. It was really a loss. Like it wasn't like a controversial, like the like yeah. Murray's a fight. tough dude, you know. Yeah, Murray's always in there for a good fight, and so that's why. So he's entertaining. Sometimes you, you gotta you gotta love the business acumen though of uh, of George Groves, unfortunately, because he left Eddie Hearn to go sign with Sauerland. He leaves Eddie Hearn to go sign with Sauerland because you know he had a, a beef with Eddie Hearn. He winds up. Constantly on Eddie Hearn shows anyway through working with Sauerland. <laughs> then Sauerland, instead of giving him the title shot against Arthur Abraham, skips over him. And then Abraham loses the title to, uh, to Ramirez in the States. Roberto uh, Ramirez in the States. Now, instead of letting Groves eliminate Abraham, because you have him under your contract and your stable, so you might as well big up your own fighter. They allow they give Martin Murray the rematch. And I'd say Murray has a good shot at, at, at beating had beaten Abraham, but it's but Murray is the guy who who's not in your in the Sowell and Stable. Hearn has Murray, you know what I'm saying? So in the end, uh, Groves should have just stayed with Hearn. It would have probably been the better deal, you know. Not a smart guy. <laughs> Eddie Hearn's a powerful dude, man. Powerful dude. He knows a lot about the sport and the business. He runs like a great, right? Yeah, great promotion. I mean, uh, any uh, matchroom promotions in England are the to- uh, the, the top promotions I've ever been to in my life in boxing. I mean, I'm looking at Arthur terrific, Abraham's terrific. record. He fights the same guys over and over again. Absolutely. He fought Robert Stiglitz 17 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's Robert Stiglitz came to the U.S. one time, quit like a dog against Lebrado Andre. I mean, got pummeled <laughs> from pillar to post in like five, six rounds and quit. Like, that I was like, 
where'd they bring this bump from? Where'd they find this bump? Germany. I, I remember, no, no, I, I remember what at the time, I didn't know who Stegos was. And I remember like, was there a need to fly this bump from all the way on the other side of the world to go to go get his ass kicked and quit on the stool at the five, six rounds? I'll never forget it. It was the same night as uh, Michael Katsidis versus uh, Joel Casamayor. Joel Casamayor and Michael Katsidis, the same night. So I remember it was on that card. I just remember being all dumbfounded because you could have got a, a bum for Lindral Labrador Andre to fight in the States and would have cost you half the money in terms of, you know, you, you wouldn't have had to fly him from Germany. You had, you had a whole little list of them. Little did I know that this bum would go back to Germany and be like an epic fight with Arthur Abraham, one of their best ever champions, you know? Well, again, like I said, it goes to show you what level or lack of level they're on out over there, bro. It's, it's, like, a, it's like the twilight zone of boxing. Yeah, they're I'd way, be a whole way out of touch. if I came up in Germany. <laughs> and he had two wins over. This, remember this name I, I thought was really good at the time until... Uh, uh, Edison Miranda. Yeah. No, Edison Miranda was good. I thought they used Tough him up. Dude. I think they, I think they used him up too soon. Yeah. You know, Edison. One thing about Edison, he was never the same again after the Kelly Pavlik fight. Yeah. They made that great fight. You know, it was like, I, I remember everybody's looking forward to it. it was two big punchers. Awesome fight. And and after that knockout, Edison like is like the like the chink in his armor. You know what I'm saying? Like. It was like his chin got dented a little bit, and he just wasn't the same anymore. You know, it was, it was before that he was a beast. Before he was a beast, you know. And he got knocked out a bunch of times after that. That's a shame. It happens sometimes like that. Yeah, like they got to like, go from from top the top floor to yeah. the bottom real quick, yeah. right? Fact, fact. Yeah. Oh, he said it last, he last fought a cruiserweight too. That's crazy. Hey, he never looked like he. Uh, cared about making weight they said his upbringing was pretty tough you know yeah so make a couple of dollars and eat <laughs> yeah that's the old school way right i can't hate on that that's what my grandfather used to do <laughs> he cool. did he's fighting to feed his family he wasn't fighting for right. any prize fighting right yeah, yeah. exactly all right so uh yeah we're, we're getting a little calm before the storm after that after the next saturday and we get the big one yeah oh yeah next that's week we'll be waiting for uh, cold Levin wood you gonna be around can we have a show next week i'm gonna be there so we gotta do when a, you going uh i leave wednesday night so we gotta do an early show next week coming tuesday yeah we gotta do an early show next week testicle tuesday Boom. that's great yeah it's a great that's good <laughs> nice one all right buddy uh, let's wrap this one up right, we're gonna wrap this one up Episode 76.0. Are we going to do a 76.5 right now? Why? You, got, you, well, got you guys your, got nothing to talk about. You got your uh. vote. You got your eye voted stick on. You're good. All right, I guess he doesn't change his shirt I, I, in three days. I guess we're uh, I guess we're back. We're going to be back. We're going to be right back with 76.5. Tell me we'll love. We'll be right back. Tell me love him. We'll love you guys. All right.